0: This episode of the unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Zipify and their flagship app, Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages is an e-commerce sales funnel and landing page builder that seamlessly integrates into your Shopify store. Just start with one of a growing list of templates, customize, and go. These templates are created by my friend and eight-figure Shopify store owner, Ezra Firestone. Each template is built with proven conversion elements, but also features a simple drag and drop editor so you could truly make each of these pages your own. You could customize, tweak, test to create some awesome landing pages and sales funnels. Check out all the details and sign up for the brand new application at zipify.com. That's zipify, Z I P I F Y.com. The unofficial Shopify podcast also gets support from our friends at Rewind you probably back up your important computer files, right? But what about your Shopify store? Not many people realize that Shopify doesn't have a way for store owners to recover deleted items. When something's deleted in Shopify, it's gone forever, but not when you have Rewind. Rewind lets you recover deleted items from Shopify. If you've used Time Machine for the Mac, it's like that, but for Shopify. Rewind backs up all sorts of stuff, Your products and product images, theme and theme assets, customers, orders, collections, pages, blogs, articles, comments, and more. And then if something happens to them, say an employee makes a mistake, or an app that you've installed has a bug, Rewind can help you rewind back to the way things were. They have a five-star rating in the Shopify App Store, and are backing up an insane 100 million items for thousands of Shopify stores right now. Here's the best part. It starts at just five bucks a month. You can get a free 14-day trial of Rewind by going to ecommerce-bootcamp.com rewind. Hello and welcome to the unofficial Shopify podcast, recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, Shopify Plus expert, and today, SEO hater. So the reason we're talking about this, it's a topic I would love to hate, SEO, search engine optimization, and it's because free traffic from Google through SEO efforts could be a huge pillar of success for your Shopify store. But unfortunately, SEO advice is often very general, not actionable, and sometimes wrong, so it's times, it could feel like you know, searching for the fountain of youth. You're, really, you're just trying to find this free, amazing traffic source, and it isn't out there. And I suspect part of the problem is not that SEO isn't worthwhile or is a lousy endeavor. It's that it's tough to find real SEO experts. I think there's, there's lots of people who say they're ex- SEO experts, but really just know 5% more than the rest of us. So today, we're going to do something about it. We're going to talk with John Doherty about e-commerce-specific tactics to grow your organic search traffic. And the reason we're talking to John is he's the founder of GetCredo.com, a company that connects great companies with the right marketing expert for their needs. He's also a freelance digital marketer consultant himself and writes on SEO at his blog and other other publications around the web. And in the past, he ran growth marketing at Trulia Rentals, marketing for HotPads.com, and worked for SEO agency Distilled in New York City. John, welcome.
1: Thanks, Kurt. Great to be on the show.
0: Oh, happy to have you. My pleasure and honor. Okay, so let's let's jump straight into it. Well, number one, am I right to... Is my feeling about SEO right in that, yeah, it it's worthwhile, but there's so much misinformation out there?
1: Yeah, Kurt, you're absolutely right. I think there is definitely a, a dearth of information, a lack of, of information about how SEO really works. There's a lot of content out there about why you should do SEO or that sort of thing, but there's really... Uh, not a lot of actionable stuff out there. And, and I think that's for a reason. I mean, there is actionable stuff out there and you can find it. There are certain people that will do it. Um, but there's a lot of the how to do SEO stuff because a lot of the people writing about SEO are SEO agencies trying to sell you SEO services. Uh, and so they're basically trying to convince you, but they're not actually teaching you how to do it. I'm a big fan of teaching you how to do it. Uh, and, I, and actually, from a consulting point of view, from a sales point of view, I believe that the more you teach people how to do it, the more they're going to want to pay you to do it.
0: Oh, I fully so, agree.
1: I yeah, think. so so selfishly, we should teach people how to do it. SEO should teach people how to do it. But as you said, SEO is also really hard, and there's a lot wrapped up in it. And so, if you don't have a deep knowledge of it, you can't really put together the full strategy and take the time uh, and stick with the strategy to make it work over the over a long period of time.
0: So let's go with with the basics here. What uh, I think I should do SEO because I'm not paying anyone for my traffic. You know, like PPC ads, if I turn them off, my traffic just stops. And that was uh, in a previous episode, Peter Keller from Fringe Sport said, hey, I'm, I killed all my PPC ads. I'm moving entirely to email and SEO through content marketing. I said that's a brave choice, but it was working out for him. So clearly, anecdotally, it works. So is that, is that the allure of SEO, is that you are building your own traffic source?
1: So here's the thing. I would bet that he's moving to, uh, you know, search, um Probably social in there as well. And then also email because he's been at it for a while and his SEO has started taking off. He started getting a lot of organic traffic and he's tired of paying, you know, for conversions. And depending on his business, um, you know, it it might make sense that he stopped, you know, paying for it. He got that initial, he got that initial traction there. Um, so yeah, I I think that's, I think that's right that there, there is definitely uh, an allure out there that the SEO world has sold. of this is free traffic. However, nothing in life is free. And you're going to have to uh, I'm I'm a big fan of, of talking about the different types of things that you can spend. The biggest ones are money and time. Right. So if you're not going to spend money, you have to spend time. If you can't spend time, you're going to have to spend money to get someone else to do it. Um, and so, so those are really your choices when it comes to SEO. Right. And there's also the time in there when it comes to SEO or anything. Right. Whether it's paid search, uh, whether it's content marketing, any of that, you're going to have to put in the time to learn it if you actually want to do it well. So, uh, yeah, I, I think. There, there's definitely this allure of SEO as free traffic that's been sold, um, to the world. Uh, and it's, it's unfortunate because it actually devalues the SEO industry, um, as a whole because there are people out there that do really good work. Um, and people actually, a lot of, uh, you know, portion 500s and, you know, bigger and smaller pay really good money for really good SEO consultants to help them grow their traffic in very real ways. Um, so, but at the same time, uh, as I think we're going to get into, it takes, it takes time. Um, even if you're paying someone to do it, there's a lot that goes into it to make it, uh, to make it really work for your business and to see that, uh, that growth really take off.
0: So, all right, that's a good, good question. So I'm, I'm sold on SEO. Uh, I want to move forward with it either, you know, I've got a strategy in place myself with my own team or I've got someone I've hired. What, you know, what's a realistic expectation for results and timeline?
1: It's a great question. I actually published a blog post recently on my own personal site, uh, johnfdory.com, titled How Long Does SEO Take to Work? Simply because I was tired of getting this question, so I wanted a place to send uh, to send people there. And what's in that post is actually a screenshot of my own website, getcreator.com, and kind of the organic traffic journey um, of the site over the last 18 months. It's really been in the last one to two months that traffic has organic traffic has really started to take off. But remember, I'm also, uh, you know, I I am an SEO expert, right? I, I hate using that term for myself, but I've been doing SEO for a long time. I've been in the industry for about eight years now, worked on a lot of different sites. I know what I need to do. I know what it takes to grow a site, you know, but at the same time, I'm also building a product and doing sales and doing all this different stuff, writing content, right? So how long it takes to work, what I often tell clients is, well, that depends on what kind of effort you're willing to put into it, right? What kind of effort are you willing to put towards it. You can't just hire an SEO and then expect that a week later, you know, your traffic's going to be better because you hired someone that knows SEO, right? You actually have to do the work and get stuff done. So, uh, most clients, honestly, uh, most sites won't see, uh, a bump, uh, of any sort. Won't see a, uh, uh, sizable improvement. Um, you know, that they'll say, Oh, well this stuff is actually working for at least the first three to six months. Usually sometimes when I come into a site, I can find something that's just super low-hanging fruit, and we'll, you know, we'll fix it, and we'll see a ten to fifteen to twenty percent bump. That's awesome when that happens. But you know, if you go searching for these silver bullets all the time, um, that's not uh, that's not really the way it's going to work. And and honestly, I kind of don't like it when I find those silver bullets because it sets unrealistic expectations with clients. Right? They're like, well, right. we saw a fifteen percent bump in the first month, so you know, so why can't see, we that see that every month? Every month? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, so that's the challenge here, you know, both like as someone that knows SEO really well, um, you know, I don't take on clients unless, um, and not, not that I'm here trying to get clients at all, but you know, I personally don't take on clients, I qualify people out if they don't have a team that in place um, to actually get work done, if they don't have, uh, you know, a main point of contact that I can be dealing with, uh, you know, there are people out there that will, you know, write all your content and do all your promotion and and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but especially on bigger businesses, um, and even or or bigger websites, not even bigger businesses, but uh, bigger websites. You know, if you hire an SEO consultant who is not also a web developer, who is not also a designer, who is not also a writer, who is not also a you know PR person then you're gonna to need to figure out how you get all those other things done because all of these different channels work in tandem.
0: What are those, so in regards to SEO, you said, listen, I'm not gonna work with somebody who doesn't have a team that can fulfill these things. What are those jobs to be done?
1: Man, it's, it's all over the map. I mean, when I come into a site, when any SEO consultant comes into um, a site, the first thing uh, that any good SEO is gonna do is they're gonna look at uh, the actual like, technical aspects of your site, right? So uh, do you have XML sitemaps? are you linking to your pages in a way that makes sense? Do you have, you know, in e commerce, for example, you know, if you're selling shoes, um, you know, and you have, let's say you have a thousand SKUs, right. And that's across like 10 different brands. Do you have categories for each of those brands? Right. Or are you just going like homepage down to like, you know, Nike Air Max shoes, right. Do you actually have like a Nike shoes page? Do you have a, you know, a sneakers page? Like, do you have all of these different things? So, you know, there's the, there's the technical aspects of, um, as I said, site maps and navigation and internal linking and all those things. We can go into that a lot deeper, uh, you know, if you would like. Um, But then there's also, um, there's keyword research as well, right? Are you targeting keywords that are going to drive traffic to your site? Um, You know, are you building links that are going to help you rank? Because there's a lot of talk about quote unquote backlinks. I just call them external links or links to your site um, that, Links are the currency of the web still when it comes to SEO. So are you actually, you know, promoting your site? Are you actually doing things that are going to earn you links back to your site? Are you going and doing manual outreach to get links back to your site to help you rank? Um, all of these things, uh, come into account. But, you know, as I said on the, on the team side, um, there are so many, there are so many technical things that, that always need to be fixed on sites, whether it's wrong. You know rel canonicals or they you know no index parts of their site or they need to make robots.txt updates someone has to get these changes done whatever they are right so you need someone to go deep and then you need someone to implement
0: and so to, to put this in the context of of shopify for our our store owners um shopify does a great job of generating the xml sitemaps for you handles the yep. robots.txt for you um you were saying you know you got to build Build category pages, essentially landing pages out of collections where you're making, then you're doing keyword research to get the right, you know, heading and description. So if you know, hey, people are searching and look, finding our site because we sell Nike shoes. Okay, make and maybe a specific like line of Nike shoes. So we go, oh, wow. We dive deeper into it and we say, oh, people are here because we sell Nike Air Force Ones. All right, so make a collection called, you know, Nike Air Force Ones. You know, whatever your long tail keyword phrases, add description to it and put those products in there. So it's using that that search data to make informed decisions about the taxonomy of your website, where you start thinking like a librarian in how you organize your navigation and your collection pages. I think that's that's a a good good concise actionable roundup of of
1: what you had described to me. Definitely, for someone who hates SEO, you know a lot about SEO <laughs> <laughs> I think,
0: it, and no, and I think it's more. You know, now they I think about it, it's the expectations around SEO that bother me because really people say, how oh, do you do SEO? It's like, well, you know, a theme set up properly, a store set up properly, content marketing done properly, like all this stuff. SEO is the, is the primary, is one of the primary benefits of a, a well set up site. So people who are saying just, oh, you know, I want to get free traffic, and get traffic to the site, and I just need the right mix of like the magic mix of HTML tags, and I'll, I'll, it's good SEO. I think it's, you're right, it's around expectations that, that drives me a bit bonkers.
1: Totally. And some of those expectations have been set wrong. where people talk about like, quote unquote, quote unquote, how to SEO your website, which first of all, SEO is not a verb. <laughs> uh, you don't SEO your website, you don't do your SEO, right? You do SEO on your website. Um, and, it, and it's constant. You're constantly doing new things. You're constantly tweaking things. You're constantly doing keyword research. You're constantly building new links. Um, and it just, it just takes time. Um, it takes a lot of work. Um, it takes a lot of different uh, strategies and tactics. And over time, it builds.
0: So what is, okay, what is the right way to think about SEO if I'm starting a new, let's say I'm spinning up a new Shopify store or I'm starting a new project, say a content marketing endeavor for my
1: existing store?
0: What's, how should I be thinking about SEO?
1: Sure. So uh, let, let's start with the first one. You're, you're spinning up a new store, right? So you've settled on your niche. Um, let's say it's custom t-shirts, right? I know that that's something that a lot a of people popular do. Niche in shop yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Custom t-shirts. So, um, so you're spinning up a new custom t-shirt site. Um, hopefully you've gone and you've done your research about, um, you know, a, about the industry, right? Who are you going to be competing against? It's a quite competitive industry, right? Um, so, you know, you have to do things like, uh, so putting together that full strategy of who are my competitors, um, looking at things like how many links do they have? How many skews do they have? Um, these sorts of things just to get an idea of where you need to be in order to really be competitive. Um, and then planning out your website before you even launch it, going at, as we talked about going and doing keyword research. So, um, in the past I recommended using Google's, uh, AdWords keyword tool, um, they've actually severely deprecated that data and it's not going to be super valuable to you. So I, I like to use a couple of tools. One is uh keyword tool.io, which basically scrapes Google search suggests. So you can put in custom t-shirts and it's going to bring you back all of the other search terms that Google suggests for when you search uh, custom t-shirts. Um, so that you, another way to do this is just go directly to Google.com type in the, the term, right? So custom t-shirts, uh, hit space and do not hit enter uh my friend will reynolds who is the founder of sierra interactive in philadelphia um gave this tip loves this tip but basically that can show you like what uh, what else people are searching for when they're searching for custom uh, you know custom shirts for example i love this Uh, tip
0: this is actually what when i do i figured this one out and i started doing this um, and you could do a similar thing on Amazon too. So I'll do this the same totally. thing on Google and on Amazon and look what the suggested searches are or scroll to the bottom and look at related searches and then use that to figure out what the long tail keyword phrases I want to use when I'm writing you know, a headline or a title tag for setting up a client store. And I love that tip so much because it's so easy and it works so well because title tags and getting these keyword phrases right are such an integral part of SEO and content marketing that I end up including that. As, like that's one of the screencast lessons Um, an e-commerce bootcamp I think that might be that's probably one of everybody's favorite because it's so easy and it like really cracks open a important part of important cornerstone of SEO for people so yeah no I'm totally on board with that
1: absolutely yeah I mean it's it's such a it's such a simple tip and it's so brilliant as well because it does multiple things right like ultimately you want to rank for custom shirts or custom t-shirts competitive term lots of people going after to that, you know, if you have a brand new site, brand new domain that's, you know, never, never existed before, never ranked for anything before, like, you're not gonna be able to rank for that probably for at least the first 12 months, probably longer, you know, unless you go and do some nefarious things, which long term are gonna hurt you. Um, so don't do that. Um, so but as you just said, you know, you can identify these keyword terms that uh, that people are searching for tangentially or around that term, right? So it's, it's longer tail stuff. So you can build out specific it could be a, a category page right if you have sku's in that or products in that um in, in underneath that term right or it could be it could be a content idea right so someone's searching custom shirts they type in custom shirts you know they might also be searching for you know how do i create a custom t-shirt right so like so write a write a piece of content around that um so uh yeah so 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 keyword research um i mean so starting the so first things first when you're launching a new site, of course, make sure that you're building on a platform that's uh, that's technically sound, right? Shopify is really good um, for that. There there are obviously some challenges to it um, as well, but as you said, they do a great job with XML site maps and all of that. It's very it's a very extendable platform, um, but they don't you know they don't just do it for you. So you also need to set up um, things like uh, like you were talking about your taxonomy, so your categories, your subcategories, um, your products um, and, and doing things around, you know, around that to make it, uh, to make it work well for search. For example, you know, if going and writing, uh, w- one thing that a lot of people don't do in e-commerce is, uh, is having unique descriptions, right? Cause most people are just going for a, for scale, right? Just sheer scale. So they're like, I'm going to grab all these product feeds from all over the place. I'm just going to put them on my site. And why am I not ranking now? I'm like, well, you have 10,000 pages on your site and 9,950 of those are exactly the same as, 20 other websites on the internet right so i don't really know what to tell you there right so so be a copywriting master, master, master. right exactly yeah, well a copywriting master but at the same time like build you know build consistently like build from quality over time so you know bring in uh bring in 100 products um and and rewrite their descriptions um or you know if you are going for the scale game and uh you know maybe you have some funding or something like that like i'm i'm bootstrapped and so you know i from the get go, I didn't have you know any money to go ahead and you know hire people to do stuff like that. But if you have you know revenue from something else, you know maybe hire someone to rewrite these descriptions, right? You can use like scripted or or something like that. There are all these tools that exist online that can help you do that for a, a fair price as well. Um, and so, so so building from that from that quality perspective, um, and and then the same thing with uh, with content marketing um, for SEO purposes as well. Kurt, there, there's a uh, once again it goes back to planning out your strategy for. You know what keywords? Am, what keyword terms am I going to target? What do I think can drive you know good traffic to my site? Uh, what can I also rank for? Um, and then how do you get that ranking right? So so what are you writing? What what have other people written? Um, which is good to know because then you don't want to go and write that exact same thing. You want to actually provide something new um, to the uh, you know to the internet to the, to your potential customers. Um, and then also figuring out where have other people gotten links from in my industry. Um, and so, so that's a good place to start, but that's not where you want to stop. You also want to look at where have they not gotten links from, right? So thinking creatively about, well, people that are on, you know, they're looking for custom t-shirts, like what else do they like, right? Maybe they like custom shoes. And so, so you could do things around like, you know, the, the perfect custom t-shirts to go with your custom shoes and get links from custom shoes, uh, blogs and websites. Right. Um, so, so, so it's part science for SEO is definitely part science, right? It's very data driven, um. But it's also uh, it's also part art, especially when it comes to outreach and uh, you know the the more true like marketing sides of SEO. Uh, there's a lot more like cr- creative thinking um, to uh, to really be able to take advantage of it.
0: Honestly, real practical SEO, no one part of it is is extraordinarily difficult. But you put everything together, and it's really it becomes a a time consuming um, marketing philosophy. It feels like.
1: 100% there, there's so much to it and honestly this is like this, this is the frustrating thing and the absolutely amazing thing about SEO. like there's always new things to learn. Um, and, and there, there's so much to do um, all the time. Uh, you, you're never you're never gonna get bored. Friends and I in the industry joke that it's job security. Um, you know whether you're building your own website or you're building or you're you know consulting with someone else, um, on their on their website like there there 's always more to do i 'm sure you find this in the shopify space where like there's always more to do um, you know for for clients or more to learn or you know new tactics people are coming up with or new strategies you 've developed or um, or whatever that's uh, th- that 's absolutely the case with SEO as well.
0: No, I fully agree uh, all right so what are some of the uh, the high leverage things that somebody could do right now with their shopify store? for SEO that, like a, that are also you know, possibly common mistakes people make.
1: Yeah, totally. So the biggest one is making sure that your site is, uh, is, well set, is well set technically. So if your site's been around for a little while, well, first of all, make sure you have Google Analytics installed. Make sure you have Google Search Console installed. Make sure you have Bing Webmaster Tools installed because Bing Webmaster Tools actually gives you a plethora of data.
0: What's, uh, what's the difference between Google Analytics and Google Search Console?
1: Sure. So Google Analytics and, and actually the two integrate a little bit. Um, so Google Analytics is uh, basically gives you the, um, the pure like traffic information about your site. So where are people coming from? Um, uh, it doesn't give you what keywords people are, are searching for to get to your site anymore. You find that in Google Search Console, which is formerly called Webmaster Tools. So around the Internet, if you're reading stuff that was written in the last like year and a half it's probably gonna be called search console if you're reading stuff before that it's gonna be called google webmaster tools i had no it's idea the they thing. changed the name <laughs> yeah they just renamed it 12 to 18 months ago that's that's okay. all they did they've added a little bit to it as well like they definitely made it better um it was pretty bare bones before it was pretty bo- bare bones it's still fairly bare bones um i mean but it's
0: basically to tell you like hey something went wrong and or you know we've confirmed your site but these are the pages that are indexed but not, like there's nothing earth shattering in webmaster tools
1: uh, well, a- actually, I I'm I'm going to disagree with that because they've because ha- so back in 2011, before 2011, we got all of our keyword data in Google Analytics. So you could go to um, Analytics uh, uh, Sources or Acquisition Sources, and you could see um, and find Google Organic, and then you could see all the keywords that were driving traffic to your site, and exactly how many visits that drove to your site.
0: It was so cool. I used to doing that to, yeah, to
1: procrastinate. Totally, it was it was amazing, right? And you could show like you know real um you, you could show it you know to your boss or to your client or whatever and say, like, "Hey, we've been targeting this specific keyword. I'm actually glad that Google stopped doing that um, to to a point because um people were getting so like myopically focused on one keyword right and they say like we just want to rank for custom shirts and we're just going after custom shirts and that caused a lot of issues in the industry with you know link spam and and all of that sort of thing um so uh, so with them doing away with keyword data, I think over the years, they kind of trained us, you have to think holistically, right? Think about the head terms, but also think about the long tail. Anyways, Search Console now shows you, uh, your keyword data. Um, it's not perfect. It's not exact, but it gives you a really good idea of what keywords are driving, uh, traffic to your site. It also gives you impressions. So you can see like, okay, I launched this, uh, you know, this new category, uh, two months ago and it took six weeks for it to actually start like generating impressions in Google search and it took, you know, and, and I'm generating a few clicks to it, right? And so you say, okay, now I, how do I get this ranking better? How do I drive more traffic that way? Um, so Search Console is actually, really, is actually really useful in that way. They call that section Search Analytics. Okay, uh, so you we, can, can you can install,
0: we can install Google Analytics. We can install Google Search Console. And in Shopify, you just create a free Google Analytics account, copy and paste your, uh, your UA ID code, and you're mm-hmm. done. And then uh, for Google Webmaster Tools, it's simply verify the site, uh, and they give you several ways to do that.
1: Uh, yeah, it used used to be a pain. Now you can now you just verify that you own the uh, that you have access to that analytics profile with the same uh, uh, email address that you're trying to sign up to Search Console with. All right, so uh, it's free, sure. easy,
0: no reason not to do it. And when I do yeah. store setups, like if I see that they haven't set up Google Analytics, I just go ahead and do it. I don't even tell anybody because later it maybe it's worthwhile you have that historic data.
1: Totally, totally. The, the one thing I would say is always make sure like if you own a Shopify store um, and you have someone else like setting it up for you or doing work for you, um, if they're setting up analytics, make sure that you as the store owner actually own that analytics setup or the search console setup. Um, not that you would ever do this, Kurt. Of course, we've, but or, <laughs> we've
0: certainly gotten in that situation where no one is an admin on the analytics that's running right. on the site and can't find the person who is.
1: Right, totally. and then you just have to
0: start over, and it's frustrating because yeah. you lose yeah, all it, the historic
1: it's, it's data. It's super frustrating. Or I've I've seen, and I, I hate it when I see this, but there are definitely. I mean, as an industry, there are there are shysters out there. Um, you know, and so they'll they'll set it up, but they'll own like the um the, uh, the AdWords account or something like that. And then you go to you know stop working with them and you don't have any of your historical data. I had this happen with my own mother-in-law where she runs a, um, she, she has her own like a marriage counseling practice down in Austin, Texas. And she had someone doing work for her that was running ads. And we went to, you know, switch her off there because, you know, she just wasn't getting the results that she needed and he literally would not give us access to like to her AdWords account. Like he wouldn't give me any of like the keyword data that was actually driving traffic so he could take it and like build from there. Oh, so we geez. had to go and completely like redo it. Um, it was so frustrating. So now like guess what? She owns the AdWords account. She owns the Facebook ads account. She owns Google Analytics account. I set all of that up under her email address.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's just good basic
1: basic yeah. security to own the stuff. totally. Totally. But going back to like specific things that people can do is, so Google Search Console, now you have it set up. Go and look at your site errors. Um, Go and uh, let let me actually, let me actually pull it up so I can tell you exactly, um, exactly where it is. Um, So you go into Search Console, you find it at google.com slash webmasters slash tools. And then you go into, so I'm going into a client um, right now and you go to crawl in the the left, uh, left side. You go to crawl and then you go to crawl errors. And then you'll see a bunch of uh you'll see you'll see three different um tabs. You'll see server errors, soft 404s, and not found. So go to not found. Um, and this basically tells you the pages that uh that Google has discovered um, on your site that are returning a, an error code, a 404 code. Um and so, so what you do there is basically go and figure out, okay, what a why is this happening? Um, you know, are you like are you linking to these pages, right? Are they expired or something like that? Um, or I don't know, are they in site maps and they shouldn't be right. And maybe there's a setting that, that you, that you forgot to, um, that you forgot to tick. Um, but cleaning up, cleaning these up by redirecting them by 301 redirecting them to a relevant place. Don't redirect them to your homepage. Um, because they, uh, they likely will not count for SEO purposes. Google has said if they see, you know, mass pages redirecting to the homepage, everyone redirecting to the homepage, they basically treat them as a soft 404. So they're like, okay, we're gonna send, you know, people are gonna go there because of this redirect, but we're not actually gonna count these links towards uh, towards your rankings, um, because people trying to come to this page should actually be going somewhere else, not to the home page and we think this is a frustrating user experience. Anyway- There's
0: an interesting point you just yeah. made, you said frustrating yes. user experience. All Google wants is to give people relevant results with easy-to-use websites. That is their end.
1: That is their their end game. Their driving force. Yep, absolutely.
0: So if you look at like if you are if you're making decisions and you're going, "What's this good or bad for SEO?" Well, is it good or bad for the user? If the answer is bad, it's, going to be, it's probably bad for SEO. Same with is it good, it's probably good for SEO. That's why they say, hey, you should make your site a little faster. Hey, you should make your site mobile-friendly. Like, do those things have anything to do with SEO? Not really. What they have to do with is making a better site for the user. And that's what, what Google's endgame is there. Because if they are providing the more relevant search results than another service, that's, they're going to keep maintaining those users. Exactly. So keep exactly. that in the back of your mind.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a great, I think that's a great point, Kurt, because I've, I run into this a lot with, um, with, with clients or potential clients or other people's clients and, you know, where they're, they're asking my advice where, you know, they're trying to pitch things from a, from an SEO perspective. You should make your site faster for SEO. And I'm always like, no, that's not like that. That is an ancillary benefit of Making your site faster is Google's gonna be able to crawl it better. They're gonna be able to, you know, access more pages with the amount of crawl, you know, budget that you have. But for every second that you improve your site uh, loading, you most sites sites will see like a five to eight percent increase in conversions. Right, like that's straight money right there. Like pitch the money, and then also you're gonna get the SEO benefit. Um, you know, a lot of like a lot of people, and I'm sure you've seen this curve. I've seen this working, you know, in-house working with a lot of big clients where people like to own, be like, no, this is a product thing. And you know, this is all, it's only matters for product or no, this this is an SEO thing. It only matters for SEO. Like, no, this matters for all of those. This matters for your company and you're all building towards the same thing. Um, so, you know, this doesn't matter so much as a, like, you know, as a solo entrepreneur, you know, just a team of two of you, but like, you know, you launch your, launch your store and, you know, you become a, a successful e-commerce entrepreneur and you grow your team and all of that like you're going to run into these issues and so thinking about it from the beginning as like you know e- everything is is building towards building a company so yes it's going to help seo if you speed up your site yes it's going to help seo if you make your site mobile friendly but people are going to be able to buy stuff on your site if it's mobile friendly or they're going to buy stuff more if your site is mobile friendly or if your site is faster Um, so yeah, once again, this is another one of the interesting and and sometimes frustrating, but also fascinating things about SEO and that it all works. Um, you know, it, it all works together.
0: Talk to me about for e e-commerce in, um, I don't know what other actionable high leverage things you had, but what's, uh, how should we be approaching content marketing?
1: That's a great. That's a great question, um, and it's something that a lot of people do not do well. So one of my one of my favorite things to do in e commerce is, uh, is is actually talking to the people, and actually more like creating a community around the like the the products that you're trying to sell, right? So once again, going back to shoes, you know if you're if you're selling uh, you're selling shoes and you're selling like Nikes and you know Adidas and and whatever, you know people. So some people do well. Let's talk about that specific niche just for a second, right? I don't know a ton about it, but I do know that there are specific shoes out there that are really rare that that people want to buy, right? But the so the sneakerhead culture. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm getting to. So, so you can talk about. But my point is, you can talk about shoes, right? Um, and you can talk about, uh, you know, this new shoe, rare shoe just came out, but the people, but, but then think about the people that are behind that, right. It's the sneakerheads. So they really care about this stuff. They really care about, you know, these new shoes that came out. Um, there are people in that, in that world that are like, you know, there are celebrities in that world. There's some like what, 13 year old kid or something like that. That like hangs out with Gary Vee and all these celebrities. Cause he has access to all these like crazy rare shoes. Right. So like do an interview with him, do an interview with, you know, other sneakerheads. You right. Even if it's not like, you know someone who uh you know is is in the shoe game necessarily in the shoe world right maybe they're a like well-known musician who's also a sneakerhead. like do do an interview with with them right or or try to right but obviously you're gonna have to build your like build your your way up to that to get access to them but um you know so thinking outside the box of like don't just talk about your product but talk about the culture around your product that's what's actually going to get you traction
0: i like that idea that's great yeah look at Look at your industry. Look at your culture. Look at what things drive your customers, and then build content around that. Make your brand essentially a, a lifestyle brand. Um, and once you've done that, then creating content becomes really easy.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, business is all about is all about making friends, right? So uh, a lot of people. Let's, let's tie this back to SEO and to kind of the the history and one of my gripes about the SEO world and probably yours as well, where People will talk about like, okay, for SEO, like you need to get involved in forums, right? Like find the forums in your area, in your like, in your niche and, you know, and get involved there and you can build links back from there. If you talk to uh, to forum um, administrators, they're like, that's spam and we hate that. <laughs> like we really hate that, right? Like don't go into something just trying to get like, trying to get links from there or trying to game the system, right? Like there are real people in there and those are the people that, that uh, and especially like the, um, the people that are, um, that are really respected there. Right. So it might be the administrators, there might, do, but they're always, you know, top users. Right. So like those top users are the ones that you want to get on your side. So be, you know, so providing value there as much as possible. Um, you know, they're asking a, a specific question, go and write a piece of content around that. Right. Like I wrote this piece the other day about how long SEO takes to work. Cause I had multiple people asking me about it. I'm like, well, if I write it, are you, will you share it out for me? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I did that at the very beginning of my, you know, of my own career where I wrote like a big conference roundup. Like I went to a, an SEO conference um, and I wrote a roundup of every single session th- at this two day conference. So I wrote like 20 different roundups or roundups of 20 different, uh, uh, talks, um, and basically like made friends or connected with, uh, at the time, didn't make, hadn't made friends with them yet, but I connected with them online. Most of them are now my friends, connected with them online and was like, Hey, I just wrote this roundup, you know, of your talk. Would you mind giving it a share? And so that like gave my site a boost right out of the gate. Um, so, so that sort of thing can be really, really valuable for, you know, for SEO purposes. And especially these days where the search engines are really taking into account, they seem to be taking into account if something is going hot on social media, um, th- they're giving it a boost, um, in the, in the search engines um so so that that you know that speaks to the like to the full like marketing you know cycle it's not just about like doing all the technical things and getting links and all of that like yes absolutely that matters but at the same time like just you know getting traction on a post and these days it's that's on social media
0: very cool all right so one of the you know when i'm often when I'm doing this this initial research for people where, say, I type in something into Google and I'm trying to figure out what the long-tail keyword phrase is. And absolutely, I'm going to start using keywordtool.io. That looks super cool. Um, it but is. ignoring that rabbit hole, you know, when I'm doing this research and I've got the, um, and I'm looking at what pops up because it's interesting to see what competitors and what I'm up against. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. I see huge organizations who have clear like just have, you know, unreal resources compared to your typical, you know, well, any e-commerce store owner, you know, compared to Amazon and Zappos, how does a Shopify store owner go about competing against those huge players?
1: It's hard. Uh, I'll be totally honest with you. It's, it's really, really hard. Um, As, as we were talking about at the beginning, uh, thinking about the, uh, Thinking about what you want to rank for in terms of like, you, you know, you have your head terms, custom T-shirts, but then you also have your longer tail stuff. Um, I, don't, I don't know what it is in that, you know, in that specific vertical, but, you know, adding modifiers onto there, right? Green custom T-shirts, white custom T-shirts, all of that. Um, soft custom T-shirts, right? Um, so you're not going to be able to compete, especially with a brand new store. You're not going to be able to compete against these big guys um, you know, directly off the bat, it's going to take you quite a while, um, to be able to compete against them, um, which is, which is just the reality of, of, of it. Right. Um, so, so actually leverage your, um, uh, you do have, uh, things that are special to you and you, you actually have, um, Things that you can do better than them, right? Because they're, you know, they're a huge company. Whether it's Amazon or something like that, like yeah, Amazon ranks for everything out there in the in the e-commerce world. That's just the reality of it, right? But they're also so big that they're not gonna be able to concentrate on any one specific vertical either, right? This is this is Craigslist's whole problem, right? Craigslist isn't being taken out because uh, someone's come along and built a better Craigslist. Craigslist is being taken out because people are building better tools for specific verticals within Craigslist, right? Whether that's real estate or um, cars or whatever, right? eBay is suffering from the same thing, right? right? You want to
0: take a, you want to take that glacier and break it into ice cubes.
1: Exactly, Breaking it into ice cubes and then making that the best freaking ice cube you can make. Um, so you know, so, so going like super deep on you know on your specific niche, like yeah, sure, Amazon is ranking, um, but like Amazon isn't your main competitor. Like you know, a- Amazon is this like behemoth is one of the beh- four behemoths of the internet, right? Like Google, Facebook uh twitter linkedin amazon i guess that's five right but like i would consider those like the main behemoths of the you know of the world um you know but if you're like uh it, you can take it down a, a notch as well right if you're if you're launching an e-commerce like clothing store you know maybe zappos is going to be a, is going to be a competitor of yours but once again they're big and they're not going to they're not like prioritizing you know um necessarily they're like nike shoes over like o- over other shoes or over like you know women's yoga apparel right Um so so going really, really deep on that, and you can you can actually leverage that as a strength um, where you are you are hyper focused um and you can really go deep into that into that one community. Um and uh you know, I know we're talking about SEO, but we've also talked about how SEO takes a while to work, right? So so this is why you also need to be expanding out to your other uh to, to have other inbound marketing channels as well, right? Whether that's referral. Um, right. Which, which, uh, guess what comes with external links, um, which count for SEO. So that's going to help you out there, right? Whether it's ads or, or whatever PR, um, getting all these different channels working can really help you build your business while you're waiting for SEO to take off. And then SEO is really looked at then as an accelerant, um, that really like gets you to the, you know, gets you that hockey stick. Um, and it works, it works really well over time. Um, but it's not a, it's not an overnight thing. Very cool.
0: Very, I love it. It's, it is realistic, practical, good advice that is in no way impossible, I think. You know, anyone, if you put your mind to it, can do it. And again, using right. that but, analogy of break that glacier into ice cubes, there's nothing, no one part of this is crazy. It's just when you look at everything all at
1: once, it can become overwhelming. Totally. Well, and here's, here's the thing. Even some people in the SEO world are looking for that silver bullet, right? I mean, I talked about it earlier where like sometimes I can find a you know, super low-hanging fruit that will show a you know, drastic increase in a client's traffic in the first two months. Um, but even like you know, when I, when I write stuff about like this is how long SEO takes to work, I still get people coming back to me and being like, "Well, what are the two things that you did that really moved the needle?" I'm like, "You were I almost asked you that and decided against it. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't because that question is completely missing the point. And where it like, has, well,
0: what are those silver bullets? And right, said No, right. that totally misses that misses the point. Okay, totally. So let's say I'm, I'm sold on SEO, I want to invest more into it, but I'm a big fan of getting things off my plate. I want to hire an expert to do it. When should I, well, when should I hire out versus do it myself?
1: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. And um, it, it's one that I, get, that I get quite a bit. So I, I actually think that if you're going to hire, well, as, as an entrepreneur, right? And you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, right? We're building our own businesses one of the one of the challenges, and and people listening to listening to this, like either you know are an entrepreneur or you know you're looking to get your own business off the ground, right? So you're wanting to launch your own thing, so you eventually you can leave your job and just do this full time, right? Like that's the dream. Um, and and by the way, being an entrepreneur is really hard, so like make sure you actually want that dream. Um, but it's also really it's also really fun. Um, so. One of the things about being an entrepreneur and about you know building something is uh, I'm I'm a big fan of learning how to do it yourself first, right? Getting enough, uh, basically getting enough knowledge to be dangerous. Um, so you know I I don't like uh, and maybe I have control issues. I think most entrepreneurs do, but you know I'm I'm not just going to go hire someone you know to do something that I know nothing about because then I have no I I, I don't know how to know if they're actually doing the job, right? I don't actually know, like, you know, can I hire the right, am I hiring the right person, right? I have a limited budget, and so, you know, I don't even know the right questions to ask, right? So the first thing is learning a little bit yourself, learning the right questions to ask, right? Like, you ask very good questions, You've done, you've obviously done some, you know, research um, into this, and so you could go and ask, you know, ask people good questions about, um, you know, about technical, like, you know, what are the first things that you would do, you know, on my site to, you know, to, to help get traction, right? Um, and, and you can kind of tell from there whether they're BSing you or whether they're actually like, um, you know, thinking about it and have actually done their homework and actually have the expertise and and experience um, to, to really know like wh- where, where they're going to start, um, you know, for your specific site, for your specific industry. Um, and then and then from there, it's uh, it's part, part of it is determining your budget um, as well. Right. Everyone has a budget number in mind. Um, you know, SEO is not free it's not free traffic as we talked about at the beginning you, you're either investing time or you're investing money and often you're investing both um and uh so so, so figuring out you know what your budget is And if your budget's only a thousand dollars that's fine right but don't go to people and say like you know oh pitch me on something because then you're gonna get a, get a bunch of people pitching you on you know either uh you know here i'll do your seo for 199 dollars a month which isn't going to get you what you need or people coming and saying like oh we'll do it for 10 grand a month you're like well Whoa, 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 that's way outside my budget, right? So actually, finding people that do work within that budget range, I have that on my own site where you can say I have this is my budget, and so you can find the people that do work for that, you know, w- within that budget. Um, so, so that's a big one, and then, uh, and then actually, you know, hopping on the phone with them and discovering, like, you know, looking at the stuff that they've written, asking them for case studies. Um, you know, asking about clients that they've worked with, you know, industries that they've worked in, uh, results that they've seen, getting them to set your own expectations. And then the biggest one that I think most people miss, Kurt, is, um, y- you don't just want to hire, you know, anyone, uh, th- that's able to do it, to do work on your site. You actually need to find someone that, that works well with you. Um, you know, we have our, we all have our own proclivities, our own, um, you know, personalities, um, types of people that we work well with, types of people that we do not work well with. And so actually figuring out, like, so the, the question I like to ask when I'm, you know, when I'm hiring someone, like, you know, I work with freelance developers and designers and all of that is, would I enjoy, like, work, hiring this person full time, right? Not just can they do the work, but, like, are we actually be able to communicate? Like, are they communicative? You know, do they think ahead? Do they ask good questions, right? Um, do they come to me with questions before I have to ask them if they have any questions, right? That, like, that sort of stuff is really valuable to me personally, right, knowing myself. And so, thinking about like, what are those things for you, and what are those things that, that you need to see um, that you, that people need to do um, in order for you to work well with them? Um, yeah. I think is I think is a big one, right? Like, I mean, it, it people talk about the airplane test, right? Could you sit next to them, you know, on a cross country flight and not want to kill them at the end of it? Um, you know, c- can you actually like, uh, you know, like, for me when I hire uh, developers, I like to get on the like get on Skype with them and actually work through code problems with them. Um, you know, and if we can be on, like, if I've been working on something for a day and I can't get it, I can't figure it out and I can hop on the phone with someone and I'm, I'm frustrated, right? Like I'm fired up and I'm like, why won't this freaking thing work? And we can take an hour and we can work through it. And I come away feeling really good about it. I'm like, wow, that was a fantastic experience. Right? So like if you're, you know, your site needs to take off or say you built your e-commerce site and now your traffic is trending downwards, like you're probably in like frantic mode, right? Like my traffic's going away. I don't know how to fix it. Find someone that can settle you down and, and help you, like get back on a, you know, on a strategic path to fix it, right? And then they can also help you fix it. Um, I think that's that's something that so many people just don't think about when they're hiring a consultant um, or an agency, uh, and I think that really hurts like the long term uh, success of both that agency slash consultant um, and the business that they're that they're working with.
0: All all good practical advice, certainly. Um, yeah, no, I definitely like. That was a thing, a hard thing I had to learn early on, because I've been doing this, uh, what, eight years now, and one of the tough things to learn early on is say, hey, just because you can deliver on a project and because the person has the budget for you doesn't mean you should take the project or that it'll be a good fit. You definitely, you know, part of my onboarding process is before money has exchanged hands, we talk on the phone for, you know, 30 minutes just to see if we're, you know, we we can get along, because sometimes it's just, it's not going to work and that's okay.
1: Definitely, definitely, yeah, and and so being willing, you know, being willing to walk away. Like there are always, you know, p- people will often just be like, oh, I, I just need to fix this. So I'll just hire someone and see if they can do it. Uh, no, like there, there are there are many people out there that can do what you need. So find, you know, find the right fit because um, it's just ultimately going to be a, a better experience for you, um, you know, in the in the long run.
0: Certainly. So all right, we've we've de- we've gone over on time. Truthfully, I like to keep these shorter, but you had so much good advice. Often, you know, when, when someone's got great advice, I go longer, and that's okay. Um, last question. You have a website, getcredo.com. Please tell us about it. Plug it for me.
1: Absolutely. So, th- and thank you for asking me to do that. Getcredo.com is, uh, it's my baby. It's my main, it's my main hustle. And basically, I started it because I got tired of uh, of entrepreneurs, of small businesses, especially hiring Bad SEO consultants. Hiring someone that cold emailed them. So basically, what I've done is I put together, um, I personally manually curated a list of people um, that I trust in the industry. I've had conversations with every single one of them. Talked with them about their tactics. I've seen who some of their clients are. I've run them through the tools um, to see that you know they they actually do really good work and they're good people, right? Going back to what we were just talking about, they're good people. Um, they're you know they're good to, to speak with on the phone um, and and they're. They're actually going to help you build your business. So basically what I've done is I put together, um, this, uh, this site where you can go. If you're looking for SEO help, you can find other things as well. You can find Facebook ads and, and PPC help, you know, Google ads help and, and all of that. But, uh, the primary focus is, is SEO. So you can find people. You can, you can either browse everyone, uh, that I have there, filter. Um, you can, I have a, an e-commerce specific page, right? Type e-commerce marketing consultants into Google and you should be able to find me. Uh, um, getcreator.com um, and you know contact people specifically or you can just create a project on the site and people that do that kind of work um, you know that that ha- that do the services that you need um, within the budget that you have uh, will reach out to you and you can continue the conversation um, and and hopefully hire one of them to help you build your business
0: fantastic sounds good uh, let's see Oh, I lost my train of thought John thank you for doing this it has been phenomenal
1: Kurt, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: And to our listeners, however this audio made it in two years, you can find out more about it at unofficialshopifypodcast.com. And if you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode goes live, you can sign up for my newsletter, kurtelster.com, and I'll shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. And of course, if you'd like to work with me on your next project, you can apply at ethercycle.com. That's E-T-H-E-R-C-Y-C-L-E.com. Thanks, everybody, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at e-commerce Bootcamp.
1: That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.